1: strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God.
2: Bless the Lord. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. with are the Volks. My name is Shelley,
3: And my name is June. Hi, everyone.
2: It's good to be with you as we continue a theme that we started yesterday, and that theme is being filled with the knowledge of God and the knowledge of His will. And we'd like to review what we shared yesterday, and if you have your Bibles, turn with us to the book of Colossians chapter 1, as I'm going to be reading verses 9, 10, and 11. For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that you may walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, to please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience joyously. Juni, these are powerful verses and shows that our whole life is going to be dramatically affected when we have the full knowledge of God and his will. I want to point out that the word fill in Greek means to be filled to the fullest. And we need to understand that we are going to be under the control of what fills you. And there are examples in the New Testament that clearly show this. For example, in John 16, verse 6, Jesus told his disciples of a soon-coming departure. And we read in John 16, 6, Because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. In other words, sorrow overshadowed them because of what they heard. They were filled with sorrow. When we go to Luke chapter six verse eleven, Jesus healed somebody on the Sabbath, and the scribes and the Pharisees were very upset. And it says, "But they were filled with rage and discussed together what they might do to Jesus." So we see, we are going to be, we are going to demonstrate that which fills us. On the other hand, we see after the day of, at the day of Pentecost rather in Acts chapter four verse three. It's verse 31, I'm sorry. The disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit. So we see that what we are filled with is what is really going to direct our lives. We also saw yesterday that Paul so often wrote and about the knowledge of the Lord. For example, in 1 Corinthians 1.5, he writes, In everything you were enriched in all speech and all knowledge. God has already enriched us with all knowledge. In Ephesians 1, 17, Paul prayed that the Ephesians would be given a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. The same theme we see in Philippians chapter 1, verse 9. And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in real knowledge and in all discernment. So, what is one of the characteristics of the new man? We see this also in Colossians chapter 3, verses 9 and 10. If you have your Bibles, Colossians 3, verses 9 and 10. Do not lie to one another since you laid aside the old self or the old man with its evil practices and have put on the new man who is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. Junie, that's such a powerful and uh, encouraging scripture. So the point is, what are we filled with? And on the other hand, June scripture speaks of the danger of not having a full knowledge of god or his will
3: and one of those verses shelley we find in proverbs chapter 19 verse 2 it is not good for a soul to be without knowledge Wow,
2: that's sure (laughs) direct and to the point in isaiah chapter 5 verse 13 the word of god says therefore my people go into exile for their lack of knowledge.
3: We find in Hosea chapter 4, verse 6, my people are destroyed wow. for wow. a lack of knowledge. That really is a strong exhortation to us to pray and enter into the Lord that we might have his will and be filled with his knowledge. It's really
2: true, Junie. And the highest purpose of knowledge is to live a holy life. And the sure foundation for a holy and a pure life is what we're talking about, a full and clear knowledge of God's will. And his will is revealed so often in the word. For example, if you turn to Ephesians chapter 5, let's look at verses 17 and 18. So then, do not be foolish... But understand what the will of the Lord is, and do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation or loose living, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's clear. God's will is that we would be filled with the Holy Spirit.
3: And we see, Shelley, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 3 through 8. For this is the will of God. Your justification, that is, that you abstain from sexual immorality. So it doesn't matter what you think or I think or any one of the listeners thinks. If we desire to be in the will of God Mm -hmm. and be sanctified, then we need to abstain from sexual immorality. Verse 4, that each of you know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor. And so again, Shelley, there's uh, something that we need to do if we're um, motivated or we're feeling uh, overwhelmed to do something that we know is not uh, in God's will for our body. We really need to ask the Lord to lead us and guide us. Yes. Verse 5 not in lustful passion like the gentiles who do not know god and that no man transgress and defraud his brother in the matter because the lord is the avenger of all these things just as we also told you before and solemnly warned you that's a very very big powerful exhortation Because you and I have experienced in our life being betrayed or being slandered. And it was not for us to slander the one who was slandering us or to betray another one because we don't want to be betrayed again, but to love and honor and pray and live that we do not defraud our brother. For God has not called us. For the purpose of impurity, but in sanctification. Yes. So he who rejects this is not rejecting man, but the God who gives his Holy Spirit to you. Wow. And that's very big, Shelly, because, you know, uh, in the church today, the gospel that's preached is God can forgive you. And uh, you can live a certain way because... Jesus um, Jesus will forgive you. Don't yes. worry about it. Verses that we really need to see to live in the will of God Hallelujah. is to obey his word and take his exhortations. So we're seeing. Heart.
2: Amen. We're seeing that God gives his shows us his will. Another example journey is found in 1 Peter chapter 2 beginning at verse 13. 1 Peter chapter 2 beginning at verse 13. 13, submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether to a king as the one in authority or to governors as sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and the praise of those who do right. For such is the will of God that by doing right, you may silence the ignorance of foolish men. And it's clear God is telling us to obey the laws of the land. We are setting an example for other people. That is the will of God.
3: And you know, Shelley, sometimes the law of the land might produce evil, like in Germany during the Holocaust where um, Jews were being uh, sent to concentration camps and the people, if they obeyed the law of the land, would be um, killing Jews or betraying Sure. Uh, friendships, And so we need to do what is right in God's sight. Uh, it's so important for us in these evil days because we don't know what's going to happen in America. Today, Christians and Jews in very many ways are being persecuted. Or if you stand for the word of God and righteousness where abortion is concerned or marriage between a man and a woman or living a gay life, you're called a bigot or a hypocrite. And it's so important in this day that yes, we be it is. filled
2: Amen. with
3: the Holy Spirit
2: Hallelujah. and
3: the knowledge of God, that we know his word, and we know how God sees a situation, and we live and move and have our being in the Spirit of the Lord. And we see another example, Shelley, in uh, First Peter... Chapter 4, verse 19. Therefore, those also who suffer according to the will of God shall entrust their souls to a faithful creator in doing what is right. And I honestly didn't realize that that scripture was coming after what I just said, Shelley. But it really is a confirmation that we need to do what is right And in these days, we might find ourselves suffering as Jews, as Christians, as those who desire to be right in God's sight, that we obey his commandments and we ask the Lord, because that is the New Testament, Shelley, that his commandment is written on our heart. And so his resurrected life living within us when we know Jesus as our Savior,
2: Jesus, as yes. the Son
3: of God and Messiah, then we can yield our will to the will of God, to the full knowledge of God, yes, to live Lord. His way, His life through us, and that will be a demonstration, won't it, Shelley? It sure to will. To a lost and dying world,
2: it's suffering by being in the will of God, not suffering because you're in sin. And finally, First Thessalonians five seventeen. In everything, give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Messiah Jesus.
3: And that's big, isn't it, Shelley? <laughs> and everything, really. Really, when we find ourselves suffering for doing right, that's right. The natural reaction is, "Didn't I do that for you, Lord? Didn't I um, live for you? Why am I suffering?"
2: Right. Hallelujah! It's a privilege to suffer for the Lord's sake. Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you for you have enriched us with the knowledge of who you are yes, and the knowledge of your will. And I pray for Junie and I and every one of our listeners that we would obtain to that place where we are living in the knowledge of God, demonstrating a holy and pure life that will bring glory to your holy name. We pray this in the name of Jesus.
3: Amen. Amen.